Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi guys, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. Oh, and I'm Andrew Ballard from What Culture Football, on the ball as ever. It's been a long old week, let's be perfectly yes. honest. We're here with all your breaking football news. But if you want a daily podcast with this sort of thing all on for when you're out and about, you can do that by searching for What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcast from. But let's start off with the uh, breaking news surrounding Newcastle United's takeover. Unfortunately, no good news for Geordies this morning, but just more developments, according to the Daily Mail, on the real reason why the takeover collapsed. Now, that a petition that has been going around demanding why demanding the Premier League explain why uh, the takeover was delayed and eventually it all fell through. Uh, it's been put in pressure on the Premier League, but it's emerged that it's not really the Premier League's fault. This uh, apparently the Premier League were trying to distinguish how much or if the Saudi Arabian state would be in control of the club, and then as a result of all this the deal kind of fell through. So basically, I'll just read what is written here in the Daily Mail to really make it blatantly obvious. It says, The Premier League wished to make plain the link between the Saudi Arabian state and Newcastle, but met resistance and offered to place the issue in arbitration to break the deadlock. was also rebuffed before the consortium announced it was pulling out. The Premier League have never rejected the Newcastle United takeover. Um, interesting development, this, Andrew. I mean, yeah. I think it was something that a lot of people speculated on being the reason behind the issues. I don't think it was ever an issue of, well, have you got the money? Like, they all knew that we had it. It was always an issue of, right, who exactly would be in control of this football club? And no real surprises that there was such loggerheads when it comes to this issue. Issue. Yeah, yeah. It seems uh, as as kind of expected. It was just a case of transparency being uh, at play here, where the Premier League weren't sure who was going to be in control of, of this consortium, in control of Newcastle United, if this takeover went through. Um, I, I think that was well for the Newcastle fans uh, and football fans. I think. Uh, I mean, we've got it now, but I think they were calling for some more uh, transparency and clarity from the Premier League because they weren't exactly forthright with what the actual reason was that this, this mm. was being held up for so long. But we have that answer now. Um, and I mean, it's easy to throw shade at the Premier League for a lot of things and for most of the football authorities. But on this one, you could kind of understand why why they would be hesitant. Um, it doesn't make any uh, any sweeter appeal for Newcastle fans to swallow, of course. Um, and it's I, I, I feel so bad for them because... I mean, you just look at it now this week um, when they're, they're being linked to no disrespect. I think he's a good player, but Jeff Hendrick mm. and 
and we're looking a month ago and there's talk of Coutinho there's you've got people speculating of like, dreaming of like I don't know Mbappe all these stupid Gareth Bale these stupid impossible transfers that were never going to happen um, but now at least they have the Newcastle fans have seemingly have their answer that they've been asking for it's just well where, where does this go now there's still talk that rumblings that there may be some sort of deal that Mike Ashley's still scampering away trying to get something done but Mike Ashley's been scampering away trying to get something done for what feels like forever now yeah this is the issue that won't really go away obviously we're based here in Newcastle so it's always uh, at the front of our minds the amount of Newcastle fans that I know that are absolutely devastated by this takeover falling through not just as you said the likes of Mbappe and Neymar coming coming to Tyneside but also the fact that now you would suggest that potential Newcastle, potentially Newcastle are relegation candidates if you speak to their fans mm. because there's going to be no real investment in the club because, yet again, why would Mike actually invest in something that he's yeah. just or was just on the verge of selling? Um, you know, it was mixed emotions anyway when it came to this takeover. Morally, obviously, you don't really want to be associated with Saudi Arabia. But then again, like you said, let alone what it would do for the football club, there was talk of investment in the area as well, which was would have been a welcome relief. Um, like you say, this this is no real good news. It's just clarification yeah. for Newcastle fans. But like you say as well, it's good of the Premier League to kind of hold firm on this because let's be honest, with issues of club ownership in the past, they have had their fingers burned. Yeah, oh, totally, totally. Um, uh, so I, th- I think the Premier League have um, have gone about this in the right way eventually. It just it would have been nicer to have seen the process. I think mm. that's what a lot of people wanted to see. And and in amongst all of this as well, you've got obviously you feel sorry for the Newcastle fans, but you've got to feel sorry for Steve Bruce. Um, we, we were talking, um, I think, yesterday about managers who are seemingly already out the door, even though they're still in jobs right now. And Steve mm. Bruce at times was one of those managers where everybody's talking about with the big investment comes the big name manager to bring in the big name players. And Brucey's just stayed there stoically, chipper as always, trying to put a positive spin on things. Not sure whether he's going to be in a job next season. If he is going to be in a job, will he get these hundreds of millions? As it turns out, he's in a job and he's going to get peanuts because you touched it there, Wilbur, about how Mike Ashley isn't going to spend any money to to reinvest or invest is something he's looking to sell. And we've seen in the last few years how little he's he's invested anyway. And this was before he was this close to to finally selling the club. But we, that was part of the reason why Rafa Benitez left was because any any money Rafa was raising for transfers, he was only getting a, a percentage of that rather than uh, rather than Ashley letting the the purse strings go. So yeah, it's. It's sad for Newcastle, and, and like you said there, right now, if you look at it, are they relegation candidates? You you can't rule it out because, I mean, Steve Bruce had done wonders with that squad, I think. Once he once he, he got them going, I, I thought they were... He, he was play, He had, had a, a squad there that were playing to their strengths, but if you look mm. at the players uh, from 1 to 11 or 1 to 17, say, um, 18, then then a lot of those, you'd say, maybe championship-level players. Um, it's It's a tough one. Yeah, you raise money for transfers and get a big sports direct mug, and that's about it, basically. Yeah, and then the the big move you do make, God bless him. Uh, it's it's big Joe Joe Linton, and it's like that's coming back to bite you on the arse just a little bit. Keep the faith, Newcastle fans. We'll keep you posted, <laughs> yeah. of course, with this story. Uh, speaking of mugs, segue. We are zero two in our Champions League predictions. Yes, <laughs> uh, but let's let's have a discussion about what happened last night and what we got to look forward to tonight, and of course over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, another brilliant game. I mean, as much as I was pulling for Atalanta um, the night before, that was still a great game, the Atalanta-Paris uh, Saint-Germain game. And likewise, I thought Red Bull-Leipzig, they, they took the ball by the horns from the off. 
uh, and it was a, a really good contest between two good teams. And it was, it was, it was, it was just that it was a really, really great performance by Leipzig, and the fact that they went about their game from the get-go of of attacking football, fluid, not always in the final third, but they were, it was always positive football. It was fluid mm. football. It was they were looking for some dynamism. Uh, Sabitzer, they were trying to get on the ball quite a lot. But then later on, when it called for it, they kind of pulled a, a trick from the Atletico Madrid playbook, the Diego Simeone playbook, where it's like, right, OK, yeah, we're just going to have lots of little niggly fouls here to just try and stifle playing to stop Atletico getting back into it. And and when it comes down to it, they, they dominated Atletico Madrid for large parts of the game, especially in the second half. Um, and there was just from uh, there was so many players that really stood out for, for Atletico and uh, sorry for for Leipzig and, and the way they went about things. I mean, Deo Papacamano at centre half just effortless. effortless. Yeah, I, I saw a great tweet about him that says empty his pockets and there's keys, wallets, Diego <laughs> Costa, and ticket to the semi final. So yeah. I thought I, it was just I thought he was really really good. I'm uh, like as much as I was hoping for Atletico to to go through uh, and we we picked them. That's going to be a hell of a game. RB Leipzig versus PSG. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's something for you can really get your teeth stuck into. Uh, I think both teams have showed what they're capable of going forward. I, I do feel Leipzig in that final third that that uh, clearly there's a big hole where Timo Werner was, but there is so much energy and movement around the, the rest of the pitch. Um, I'm, I'm Paris Saint Germain. We, we saw what Neymar can do and what Neymar can't do. We, we, we saw the best <laughs> and the worst of Neymar um, on Wednesday night. I'm losing track of my days, man. Uh, Thursday night, Wednesday night, Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, what have we got to look forward to tonight and tomorrow? Because there's two great games on the way. Yeah, tonight, tonight we've got Bayern Munich um, going up against Barcelona, which. I mean, I think when the draw was made, that's the one that jumps out because these are two of the traditional powerhouses of, of world football, European football, going head to head. Two teams that, for the most part of the last decade, have largely dominated their own division, especially obviously uh, Bayern in the Bundesliga and, and Barcelona, for the most part, have managed to hold off Real Madrid for the most of this past decade, until this season, of course. So, yeah, it's just these two big teams going against each other. You've got the... A Bayern Munich team that look unstoppable. I mean, they've only they drew one game in 2020. I think is the start. Every other game they've won. Um, you can make the argument that after restart happened, a lot of teams not down tools, but there wasn't much to play for for some of the other Bundesliga teams. And, and the Bundesliga was one of the first major leagues to get going, so it was still very much trying to see what what football in empty stadium was going to be like. But Bayern Munich um, just. They're, they're so much fun to watch at the moment, which you can't always say about a Bayern Munich team. Uh, I think the only injury they've got, or the only person unavailable is Benjamin Pavard, but he's he's travelled with the squad in case they get to the semis. Um, but yeah, and on the other side of that, you've got a Barcelona team where, I mean, we, we've talked about this earlier in the week where it's a Barcelona team that isn't what it used to be. It's it's not what we come to, to know and love about Barca. Clearly, it's an ageing squad. It's 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 a squad that needs a, a new burst of life into it. But it always comes down to that little man, Leo Messi, where when he's on the pitch, you you cannot rule anything out. And I think, to me, the most um, fascinating thing to watch in the game tonight will be the battle between Leo Messi and Alfonso Davis, who'll be playing at left-back for Bayern Munich, who's been a revelation this season. Young pacey dynamic up and down powerful strong has been absolutely phenomenal one of the finds of the season in, in terms of just in terms of a breakthrough talent so him against Messi one he's got a deal with Messi but two Messi's got a deal with him as well mm. uh, are we, are we going to see Leo Messi peg back more or, or is it going to be a case of Alfonso Davis might find himself a little bit too far uh, forward and, and leave a lot of space for Messi I'm always given flashbacks to uh, 
Lionel Messi ending Jerome Boateng's career basically <laughs> with that yes. run in the Champions League a few years back. Uh, who's your prediction for going through to the semi-finals to say potentially um, face Man City or Lyon then? Yeah, I, I cannot um, I cannot look past Bayern Munich. Um, I, I think on this one, I just think that they're, they're efficient, they're clinical, they've got too much in that team. Um, Thiago's going to be back in as well in the centre midfield, who obviously knows Barcelona very well and is seemingly coming to the end of his time um, in Munich. So, but I, yeah, I can't look past Bayern Munich from this. I'm inclined to agree with you, but just to cover our bases, I'll pick yeah. Barcelona. Yeah, and we have to get one of them right. <laughs> uh, plus the the fairy tale of uh, Man City going to play against Barcelona, Pep Guardiola facing his old team for a spot in the Champions League final. I mean, you can't write it, can you? Um, I think it's. I think as well, you've got to look at what if if that happens uh, and and Pep gets dumped out by Bayern Munich or Bayern Munich go all the way and win the thing, which is something that Pep couldn't do while he was there. Very interesting, but yeah, I'll go Barcelona and City, of course, who are playing Leon on Saturday night. Right, let's move on and talk a little bit about Tottenham Hotspur because Amazon have confirmed the release date for the all or nothing Tottenham Hotspur documentary they've been shooting this season. Uh, it's been described as a quote season like no other. You're not kidding, considering what's been going on with the ongoing global bastard, the thing we can't mention, otherwise, this video gets demonetized, uh, of course. The sacking of Mauricio Pochettino months after he guided them to a Champions League final. The appointment of Jose Mourinho. Uh, the trailer was released yesterday evening. Well worth checking out. And the whole series is going to be out on Amazon Prime on August 31st. I, I, I love these football documentaries. You've got the ones where it's just everything's... It's, I mean, it's not all fun and games when it comes to Man City, but they just waltz to the yep. most incredible Premier League triumph uh, in their history. And then you've got stuff like Sunderland Till I Die. And this strikes me as <laughs> somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah, it's um, that's a great way to put it. If, if you're looking at kind of levels and tiers of success, then yeah, Spurs are right bang in the middle of that. Sometimes they can turn up and look like Manchester City in their prime. Sometimes they can turn up and look like a Sunderland that are hanging on to Jack Rodwell for too long. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's... It, there's, it's such a um, an entertaining club to look at from the outside. I mean, I'm sure if you were a Spurs fan, I've, I've got just the one mate who's a Spurs fan, I think, and and the, just the times you've been in the pub and the pain I've seen that man in. Um, and, and he's always, uh, he gets carried away as well. He goes along when it's going well, and then as soon as it goes wrong, worst team in the world. Sat the manager, get rid of the squad. One of those fans. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be fascinating, especially because of the fact that you've got Poch getting the boot, you've got Jose coming in. I, there was um, a clip doing the rounds on social media probably about two weeks ago now um, that was kind of leaked out unofficially. And it's just, it, it looks fun. Jose Mourinho yes. telling his players to be more um, something, a word we cannot say on this channel because we're um, because we're, we're good like that. Yes, I think it's going to be uh, memes aplenty. I'm reminded when they followed <laughs> yes. uh, Liverpool and Brendan Rodgers and, the fun that we had with that at the time. I, I'm really excited to, to see what this looks like. Uh, our final news story is that often on the news, they have like an and finally story, which is like, oh, a cat got cut, stuck up a tree and don't worry, it's been rescued now. This isn't, I don't want to, you know, belittle this, but it is akin to that, a little feel good story yeah. to send everyone into the weekend. Yeah. And finally, uh, yeah, in, in other news, uh, Hector Bellerin, yeah. Um, we talked yesterday on the news about um, Hector Bellerin's teammate, Meza Ozil, maybe not being a, the nice chap. Well, I'm sure he's a lovely fella, but yeah, not taking a pay cut from his £350,000 a week contract to help out the normal admin staff at Arsenal and the day-to-day -day staff. But on the flip side of that, 
Hector Bellerin today has announced that he's reached a target of 50,000 trees he's going to be planting. Now, this goes back to uh, to an announcement he made, I think it was early June, just before things got restarted, where for every Arsenal win of the restart, he was going to donate 3,000 trees, which is very, very admirable. Um, and he's got to his total now. It's 50,000 trees that are being planted, I believe, from November in unnamed rainforests and when i was looking into it further thinking where exactly is this and it just says rainforest so rainforest it is um, <laughs> and it's all done through the, the non-profit organization which is one tree planted um and yeah credits ahead to bellerin i mean he's he's one of those players that i mean people kind of poke fun at, at times or maybe he's been a bit up and down in his form and this big prospect this really quick dynamic right back who kind of fell off a cliff with injuries which is obviously sad in itself but yeah yeah it's, it's a nice gesture from him and just at a time when i mean some footballers are, are standing up and, and doing things and other footballers aren't and, and credit goes to the bellerin for for making a trying to make a difference absolutely 50 degrees great achievement lovely gesture as you said uh, I was concerned when he said at the restart, every match will win, we'll plant 3,000 trees. And I was thinking for a while, no trees then, is it, Hector? Uh, yeah. But yeah. Lovely thing to see him do. I'm, I'm always reminded when you talk about people mocking him of Alan Brazil going after Hector Bellerin, I think for being a vegan. And I was like, look at the two of your skin and then let's have a conversation. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, but anyway, yeah, great thing to do. And uh, no doubt if you check out Hector Bellerin's social media, if you want to uh, help, uh, donate to this sort of cause, which we all should. Uh, you can go and check that out there. But uh, let us know your thoughts on all of today's news stories in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And as I said at the beginning, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts for when you are out and about. You can let us know your thoughts on Twitter at What Culture FC. You can follow both of us there. You can follow Andrew Pollard at... At Culture Left Peg. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC, as I said. But this has been the Football News. My thanks to Andrew Apollo. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.